is the TCU scouting department at it again. They land a 2024 commit for a pretty under-the-radar local kid. We'll talk about that next. Also, uh, TCU baseball landed a player in the transfer portal. Yes, that's going on even as they prepare for the College World Series. We'll talk about that next on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right. It's Locked On Horn Frogs. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can do that, and we're approaching 700 subscribers which is really cool. You can also find us wherever it is you get your uh, audio podcast. We're on the SiriusXM app now, which is really cool. So if you have that available and you have access to it, you can find Locked On Horn Frogs, as well as the other Locked On uh, Family of Network podcast in that app. And appreciate you joining me, whether it's via video, audio. Thanks for tuning into the show. Um, TCU football, we've been covering their recruiting for the 2024 class. They had some official visits this past weekend. And landed to commit tonight. I'm recording this on uh, Tuesday evening. And this is sort of an under-the-radar player. This is a local kid, though. North Crowley um, athlete, 2024 athlete, Julian Knox. He's the newest member of the 2024 TCU class. Uh, doesn't have a big offer sheet yet. North Texas, Sam Houston State, UTSA, and Texas State. Um, but according to Mike Roach from 247 Sports, he you know picks TCU over those teams. He also is not currently ranked by 247 Sports. And so this is a little more of um, an under-the-radar player, as I said earlier. But apparently he really impressed the coaching staff at the TCU DFW Showcase. And so one thing that TCU has done since Sunny Dykes has been on the board is they put on these massive camps. And they you know, invite a lot of athletes from around the state, around the country. Um, there's a ton of schools there. And it's just an opportunity for these guys to compete against the best of the best. And apparently Julian did some really great things um, from a testing standpoint. Now, there's not a lot of film on him. He's currently, um, or he's been so far in his career at North Crowley, primarily a backup quarterback. But apparently, um, he will be moving to cornerback in college, or at least that's the plan right now. TCU sees him as a defensive player. Um, he stands at six foot two, six foot two and 190 pounds. Um, and that makes sense because Joe Gillespie, he likes long corners. He likes physical corners, tall corners. Um, he didn't necessarily have that last season with the guys, some of the guys he inherited, but you can tell by the corners and safeties that he's been offering and has been getting to commit that he really likes um, guys with length, guys with size, guys that are able to hold their own and be physical at the point of attack. And Knox with that frame seems like a type of player that could do that. He's going to make that switch over to the defense side of the ball this year at North Crowley, so we'll get to see – more of him, um, you know, in a, in a game-like situation, in a game setting. And this feels like another player uh, similar to Tobias Steps, who was kind of, you know, growing into his own. Um, he was a guy with a lot of potential that this season, I think, his recruiting will get more buzz, right? And so you'll see more offers with some of the athletic traits that he has with that size and athleticism that he has you'll see more schools pay attention to what he's doing. And I mean, frankly, also just the fact that TCU um, has recruited him and it has offered him and he's committed there, that's going to bring more attention uh, to what he's doing because you'll see schools across the state and around the country go, oh, wow, so okay, so TCU sees something in this kid. 
maybe we didn't really know a lot about him because there's not much film. Um, we should probably check him out. And that's not me saying that he's going to waver on his commitment or decommit or anything like that. I have no idea what the future holds. I just, he seems like that type of player with a lot of upside and a young man that could get some more buzz as the season goes on. So TCU adds Julian Knox, 2024 athlete um, from North Crowley. And what I was talking about in the cold open, the TCU scouting department, this really feels like a player that the staff got in on early. And this is something they did really well in the transfer portal a couple seasons ago before they made that national championship run or national championship appearance, excuse me, is as, you know, the playoff was starting and as more people were sort of figuring out what TCU had done in the offseason in year one under Sonny Dykes, there was this chatter and this narrative of, oh, well, TCU did a lot in the transfer portal. They went out and got a number of players um, that were helpful to them, and that was true. But a lot of those guys were under the radar players. I mean, many of you know the story of linebacker Johnny Hodges by now. He comes out of Navy, doesn't really have any offers. Uh, got some attention from Northwestern because his high school coach was there. But that was really it, Northwestern and TCU. And he comes in as a big-time contributor. Um, Josh Newton, you know, comes out of Louisiana, Monroe. Uh, didn't get a ton of attention, but TCU found him. Even a guy like Jared Wiley, the tight end from Texas. Got used a little bit, not a ton in his time at UT. TCU finds him. And so they did a good job of finding players that maybe didn't fit, you know, uh, the mold of some of the bigger schools, maybe weren't as hyped up or had as much attention as some of the bigger players in the portal and were able to plug them into spots where they could play. Mark Perry is another example of that, safety out of Colorado. Like none of these guys, I think they were good additions for the TCU roster. But it wasn't like the whole nation was taking notice and saying, man, look at what TC is doing in the transfer portal. Now, this class is different. This transfer class is a lot more heralded. I mean, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to see that JoJo Earl has a lot of talent. John Paul Richardson was super productive at Oklahoma State. Avery Helm was really, really productive at Florida. Uh, Tommy Brockermeyer is a former top five player in the country when he was in high school. Um, but I, I trust this coaching staff with players like that. I don't think, you know, project has like a negative connotation to it. Um, this just seems like a, a young man who hasn't had a ton of a playing experience so far because he was in a, a position where he was backup QB, but has athletic gifts, has tools, even with that limited tape, was able to get some FBS offers um, and, you know, made it, made it happen. And now TCU is going to see that opportunity, take a chance on him, and he is committed to the 2024 class. So another addition, and there were uh, a lot more players that made official visits, so we might see more commitment soon, but that is the latest on the TCU recruiting front. They had Julian Knox, again, from North Crowley, local player, 2024 athlete. They expect him to play corner. He's been playing quarterback um, in his high school career so far, and so uh, TCU adds to that roster. They keep stacking up commits for that class. When we come back, we'll finish up our X-Factor series. We'll talk about one more player um, who might be a little under the radar who could make an impact for TCU football this upcoming season. Before we do that, though, I do want to mention Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, I've talked about them some. They're one of our new sponsors. They're kind enough to send me a couple products, a couple pairs of shorts that I wear just about everywhere. And um, it's a, you know, one of the great things about Bird Dogs is they're comfortable. Uh, it's kind of a different fit for me, but they are really comfortable. And, you can wear them by the pool. You can wear them when you're grilling. I was grilling hot dogs tonight for the family. 
have my bird dog shorts on. They have pants as well. Um, if you go to birddogs.com and use the promo code locked on, you can get a free tumbler with any purchase. Again, that's birddogs.com and the promo code it's locked on, and you can land a free tumbler with any purchase. Bird dogs, shorts, pants, anything you need um, in that category. Comfortable, great, very versatile. It's good to have them, you know, serve a lot of different purposes. You can wear them to work. You might be able to get away with wearing them to church. I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. I go to, I go to a non-denominational church, a little more relaxed. Not sure what your religious preferences are, but just something to keep in mind. Again, that's Bird Dogs, and the promo code is Locked On. Segment two here on Locked On Horned Frogs. want to finish up our X-Factor series. Before we do that, though, I do want to get to some comments that were made on yesterday's video. Um, Brian Capers says, what has happened to Major Everhart? Is he still on the team? Uh, yes, he is, as far as I know. I didn't mention him yesterday. I, I assume you're talking about that because I was kind of talking about some different slot guys, and he didn't come to mind. You know, I don't know if the roster in front of me. Um, and so sometimes I'm just kind of going off memory, and I miss guys. But, yeah, Major Everhart's there. I think he'll be a factor. I think he could be, you know, uh, somebody they use on special teams. Um, he had a good spring camp, and so Major is is there, and he's ready to go. Uh, and excited to see what he can do this year. Um, one person said, I feel like he left, but I can't remember. Not sure if you're talking about Trent Battle, who I was discussing yesterday, but Trent is still on the team. Um, he's still there. And so, yeah, I, I think he could be a factor for this TCU offense, a playmaker for this TCU offense for the upcoming season, and I'd like to see how Kendall Bryles uses him. Um, David said, if I have to guess the next X factor, I would go with Channing Canada, man. That's a good, that's a good name. It's a defensive player. It's not Channing Canada, but that's a good guess. Um, I feel like Josh and Avery Helm will be the one, two punch of that corner position, but I think Canada and Mason white, the two Juco transfers are going to get a lot of run. And Canada was the number one player or the number one corner, excuse me, coming out of the JUCO ranks this past season. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of hype around him, some good feedback surrounding him. And then someone, uh, Ron said, who will be the starting quarterback for the Frogs? Chandler Morris or someone else? Chandler Morris. Um, yeah, that's that's who I think it's going to be. Chance Nolan is also in the mix. Uh, I don't really think it's much of a competition. Might be proven wrong on that, but I feel like it's really Chandler's job to lose. Okay, final X factor for the TCU football team this season. We've talked about Marcel Brooks. We talked about Trent Battle. We talked about Jalen Robinson. We talked about DeAndre Rogers. This is a name that I discussed in spring camp because he was making waves. We heard Joe Gillespie talk about him. Jonathan Bax. Jonathan Bax, the outside linebacker, edge player, uh, comes over from New Orleans, Louisiana, four-star recruit, or three-star recruit, excuse me, according to 247 Sports. There was a late push. LSU made a late push to see if they could get him. They couldn't do it. Uh, a big-time athlete, 6'2", 230, played with his hand in the ground a lot um, in high school. But I think this is a guy that they can move around the formation in different ways. You know, he can drop in coverage from time to time. I'm most interested, though, and I've said this in the past, and what he can do rushing the passer. Because I think that's the biggest question mark for this TCU football team is that D-line. Outside Dominic Williams, how are you going to hold your own? How are you going to have gap control up front, stop the run game? And then how do you manufacture pressure against the quarterback? 
And we saw last season, Joe Gillespie, he doesn't necessarily like to bring a ton of blitzes. Um, that didn't seem to be his MO last season. He would rush three, rush four a lot uh, in big third down situations and third long situations and trust his secondary and his linebackers to cover the guys that were out there and, you know, have those players make plays. But with athletes like Bax, with athletes like Marcel Brooks, I think these are players that you can, you know, use in different ways, try to manipulate the offense um, and let them make things happen in space. You need somebody coming off the edge. Dylan Horton emerged at the end of last season. Maybe it's Caleb Fox. Maybe it's Tommy Mitchell. You know, the thing with both those guys are they're a little bulkier, and even in a three-man front, they seem more like interior guys than dudes that are going to be able to put their hand in the ground on the outside shoulder of a tackle and get to the quarterback. But we'll see what happens, you know, when the season starts and as things go. Joe Gillespie said, though, this is a, a young man that caught on to what they were saying quickly. Really good athlete, um, and I, I think Jonathan Bax is going to be a factor in this TCU football season. So that's your five guys that I'm kind of looking at under the radar, and I'd love to hear from you in the comments. You can comment, you know, did I miss anybody? Uh, David said Channing Kanda. That's a good name to know. Uh, but, you know, whether it's DeAndre Rogers, the tight end position, Marcel Brooks, the linebacker position, Jalen Robinson, the old Miss transfer, who will be coming in at wide receiver, Trent Battle, the running back, or Jonathan Backs, outside linebacker. Those are the guys that maybe aren't on the top of your mind as the season starts. But I just feel like if TCU is going to have a successful season, you're going to get contributions from all of them. I really like this linebacker room. It's, it's come together in a nice way. I think you have a good mix of players. I think you have a good mix of strengths and weaknesses. You have some more prototypical Inside linebackers like Johnny Hodges, like Jamoy Hodge, uh, Terrence Cooks, who's coming off an injury, the Texas transfer. You have some real deal athletes, Shadrach Banks, Marcel Brooks, Jonathan Bax on the outside. There's dudes here. And I think there's dudes at those corner and safety positions. And if you can find a way to consistently get a push up front, to be effective on the D-line, both stopping the run and finding a way to get to the quarterback or to just disrupt the quarterback and not allow him to get into a rhythm where, you know, every play you're you're dropping back, you're going through your reads, you're, you're going through progressions, and you're making big-time throws, then this defense can be effective this season. And year two in Joe Gillespie's system – we should see a leap. We should see a team that is understanding more, you know, what their responsibilities are, what they're supposed to do on a week-to-week basis. Um, and maybe, you know, you see some more variations and some more things going on, even though one thing Brian Smith told me, he said, listen, offense, you can scheme it up. You can um, put the defense in compromising positions. You can find ways to be effective defense is more about dudes defense is more about can my guy win a battle with your guy um and yeah i mean that's like that is what it is but i i think Bax is one of those players with his athleticism with his ability to make things happen off the edge he's one of those guys that could win one-on-one battles 
which is such a big part of what your defense has to do because your offense, you know, they know on, on a, in a more simple term, they know what the play is. They know what they're trying to execute. They know where they're going. Um, and the defense is, is sort of always on their heels to a certain extent, playing catch up, trying to make things happen. That is your X Factor series. We'll come back and discuss a player that TCU baseball landed in the portal. We'll do that next. This is the Lockdown Horn Frogs. All right, final thing for you guys today. Uh, so TCU baseball, they land a pitcher in the portal. Um, I saw this initially from the Lepton Drinking Club. They had kind of done some sleuthing on social media and found out that Ben Hampton, the West Virginia pitcher, who hit the portal back on June 5th, had updated his uh, bio information on Instagram and Twitter to include TCU baseball. And then I saw Jamie Plunkett, who recently is now with 247 Sports Horn Frog Blitz, um, had a story on it as well. So Ben Hampton, left-handed pitcher for West Virginia. Um, he's a junior. He'll be going into his senior season. He's got one more year left. Uh, he'll be coming to TCU. He has a 17-11 record and 41 starts with a 4.62 ERA over his career. As a junior, made 16 starts, went 5-3 and three with a 4.45 ERA. So not like sparkling numbers, but a ton of experience. And when I saw this, these numbers and I saw who this guy was, and I remember he got a start against TCU back in that horrible series when the Frogs went down to Morgantown um, to play West Virginia. It reminded me a lot of Sam Stoutenborough, like just a veteran guy, dude who knows how to pitch. Um, and I would assume, like, I guess there's the slight possibility that maybe he's a bullpen arm, but this feels like your third starter. And that's important. You need a third guy that can go out there and compete and make things happen. TCU, even now, with this team going to Omaha, they really don't have a true and defined third starter. I guess you could say it's Cam Brown. That's who I would expect to get the ball in those situations. Uh, but this adds an experienced arm. You know, a guy that's that's been in a lot of different situations, has experience, crafty left-handed guy, not just electric stuff, uh, but pitches to contact and can get the job done. And so, you know, this is all subject to change. But Cole Klecker, uh, Luis Rodriguez, Luis Rodriguez, you, you're one-two starters potentially. Then you throw in a guy like Ben Hampton, then there's a third starter. You got some young players like Chase Hoover and Braden Sloan, who made a lot of Tuesday night starts this year. Ryan Vanderhei, potentially does he move back to the pen? Not sure what's going to happen with Cam Brown. Does he get drafted? Does he get another year? But that's a lot of really good arms. That's a good mix of guys that have plus stuff and can make hitters look silly at times, and you hope you can hone in on the skills and just dudes that can pitch. Um, but – I mean, on the surface, like a, a rotation of Cole Klecker and uh, um, Luis Rodriguez and Ben Hampton sounds pretty nasty. And then you add then the flexibility of the bullpen arms um, like a Ben Abel. I imagine Luke Savage is probably going to get drafted after the season. I don't know that for sure, though. But if he's back, that'd be fantastic. Ryan Vanderhei, potentially Cam Brown. Um Chase Hoover, Braden Sloan, that's a lot of different arms and a lot of different guys that can get you innings and eat innings during the course of a season. So I like this pickup. You know, again, not the flashiest numbers in the world, but just a, a guy that can get things done, that can keep you in ball games, and you need you need pitching depth. And so this immediately adds to that. And we'll see if this coaching staff can kind of unlock some things that he hasn't 
um, really had in his arsenal the first three years of his career. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs today. We'll be back again tomorrow. It's your team. It's every day.